Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Thursday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, and today we have a returning guest who is, in fact, joining us from the free state and talking about a lot of the moves that the Free State is making, but first, we're going to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor, and that is the shop over at the Brian Nichols Show. Head over to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop, where you can join our friends over at Proud Libertarian, and of course, check out this awesome new design. It is the Magic Money Tree, and you can go ahead and grab yours. Make sure you use code TBNS at checkout for 10% off at uh, at checkout, and this shirt is fun. If you look at the, the shirt, it is, in fact, the Fed, and every single one of those leaves is, in fact, money. And we have our magical unicorn and leprechauns there because it is, in fact, the magic money tree. So if you want to, again, get yours for 10% off, use code TBNS at checkout at briannicholshow.com forward slash shop. All right, folks. So on to the episode. We have a returning guest today. I'm looking forward to having her back on the show. Again, she is joining us from the free state, uh, particularly the free state project, Carla Garrick. Welcome back to the program. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I love that t-shirt. I talk fun? about the magic money tree all the time. Isn't that great? Yeah, so uh, you know where you're going to get it now, Carla, when you go ahead and check it out. So I'll send you a link afterwards. But hey, welcome back to the program. How you been? What's been new up in uh, New Hampshire? Oh my goodness, there's so much going on. I don't even know where to start, to be honest. Uh, it's, you know, as I said before the show started, it's election season. So that always means that it hots up here in the free state. Uh, you know, I've had the the New Yorkers been out, the Boston Globe, the New York uh, New Yorker. There was a front page story in the New York Times, maybe in the last two months on the Sunday paper. So uh, certainly everyone seems interested in our story. It's because we're getting a lot of successes and it's a really, really fun time to be here in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun to watch the success you guys are having because it seems like every single headline I see coming out is is a win after win after win, whether it's school choice, whether it's concealed carry, you guys are leading the charge. And frankly, we need folks like you guys to be leading the charge because if you look out there, uh, things are getting a little weird, Carla. Uh, and folks are looking, we talked about this back, all the way back uh, in October of last year. Uh, we talked about how New Hampshire was becoming a sanctuary state for folks who were looking to escape the COVID tyranny and insanity. And you fast forward to today, that is more true than ever. Uh, and I'm seeing, heck, I, I escaped from when we last spoke. I was in Philadelphia. I'm out here in Newcastle, Indiana now because uh, I wanted to get out of uh, the, the Northeast because I saw how bad it was getting. I'm seeing friends, family making the same kind of moves as well. So talk to us. The, the Free State Project has been having success not only planting the flag up in New Hampshire back, what, 10, 15, 20 years ago now, but now leading forward to being a state that actually offered people a real place to go when things got weird. Yeah, and things certainly got weird, and totalitarianism <laughs> is great for the liberty business. So, uh, you know, in some ways, I feel like for me personally, I moved out in 2008, so I almost feel like I was a little early. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's, it's validating to see that, uh, you know, it's the right strategy. So basically why New Hampshire, low taxes, great quality of living, uh, it, 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 you know, live free or die. That's the ethos of the state. So yes, we did see a lot of growth last year with, um, 
you know, with COVID, the COVID mania, the COVID madness, we came out of that very strong in terms of our community. Uh, really, the selling point, I think, for New Hampshire truly is the community, right? Mm. You want to be surrounded by like-minded people who share your values. And, you know, and that's basically live and let live. And, hey, property rights, those things are important. And so uh, we did see massive growth last year. You know, back in 2008, when I moved, we were sort of the big Ron Paul wave. There were about a thousand movers who came in around about that time. And then it was sort of a little, you know, steady clip. But definitely last year we saw, you know, a, a really big wave come in again. Now that's exciting because of course, you know, there's, there's residency requirements for folks to run for office. So, uh, so, you know, as the election heats up and I'm running again, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm running for state house this time, not for Senate because my Senate district got crazy redistricted and gerrymandered, which by the way, I learned today, gerrymandering was named for a man whose last name was Jerry. Jerry. Yep. And he, yeah. And he was an old dude who, who was totally anti. He was, uh, you know, the Federation. He wanted to just keep the Declaration of Independence. He didn't even want uh, the Constitution. And now the poor man's name is attached to something that would probably literally make him turn in the grave. I only learned that today, so I thought I'd share that with the <laughs> listeners. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's been bananas. I could tell you, like, off the top of my head, probably like, Three crazy quick stories if we have time. Go for it. All right. So the first one is last week we had a thing in front of the Ballot Law Commission. So the Ballot Law Commission is this commission that's set up. It's like five old gray hair dudes. And they figure out things that have to do with uh, election law. So a real life Karen introduced a petition to disqualify from election 14 representatives, Republicans, all of them, who supported CACR 32. Now, what was CACR 32? It was a bill that was introduced. Um, it's a constitutional amendment. And basically what it said is, hey, New Hampshire is going to peaceably declare independence from the United States of America. And we're going to become our own sovereign country. Literally, that was it. This lady did not like that. So she was like, you know what? I don't think any of these people should even be eligible to run for office. In fact, I think they have violated the 14th uh, Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. And they are in rebellion and insurrection and traitors. Like all these crazy, angry words, like enemies of the state, right? And so the Ballot Law Commission was like, yeah, uh, lady, no. So they unanimously rightly decided that they lacked the jurisdiction should that to hear this. And that, of course, something like this should rightfully be decided at the ballot box. Right. That's why we have mm -hmm. elections is if you don't like the dude who's in there or the lady that's in there, you vote the bums out. Right. So uh, so that was pretty exciting. What I really liked about it, because I am personally pro-independence, but I'm also someone who supports that, you know, I'm, I'm a voluntarist. So, of course, people kind of have to be on board with it. We have to be able to persuade people that this is a great idea. And so uh, the AG's office who weighed in on this did is now on record to say quite clearly that the uh, insurrection and rebellion, because these are like scary words, right? And they throw them around to intimidate people and to try and keep us in 
our box. And uh, the AG is on the record saying insurrection and rebellion uh, involves use of violence and it's not about words. And I was really heartened by that because that means, you know, we can actually have this conversation. And here's the thing about the conversation. And this is why I suspect that they are trying to like nip this in the bud before we can really have the real conversations is I serve on the board for the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence. And that's a 501c3 federally recognized tax free um, educational nonprofit. So the IRS said we could make a nonprofit that says we want to uh, secede from the union. So like, I feel like, <laughs> hey, if the IRS is on board, then it's all good, right? Uh, so we did this official survey uh, from the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence and 29% of Granite Staters overall supported secession today, 29%. 52% of Republicans would support secession today. So a majority, right? So this is why they don't want to have the conversation. And something that I found really heartening and, and you know, because I'm a, I come in peace, I'm a peaceful person. I think we can have conversations. We could talk about ideas. And if you don't like it, I'll try and persuade you. You try and persuade me. And that's how life should go, right? Only 3% of respondents in this officially official poll said they would support violence uh, by the federal government against a state that wanted to go its own way. And actually, in the same survey, 42% of people who um, responded did say that they would support it as a, you know, as a ballot initiative or in our case in New Hampshire, it has to be a constitutional amendment. Now for that constitutional amendment to happen, it's a high bar. It has to pass the House and the Senate by 60%. Our House has 400 representatives. Our Senate is 24 senators. So that's 424 people of which 60% have to support it. And then if it goes on the ballot, and we have done constitutional amendments here over the years, I think we've done three in the 14 years I've lived here. So it is possible. But in order for it to, to become a constitutional amendment, it would need 67% of support from Granite Staters. So this is like an ongoing conversation. We're at the start. There were really only 13 reps or 14, if you count the guy who uh, submitted the bill that supported it this time. That's obviously kind of getting our butt handed to us, but it's the start of a conversation. And if we've learned something from politics, you have to start somewhere. You may as well set your Overton window as far that way as you can. And this is going to open up the discussion for nullification of bad federal bills. So I'm pretty excited about that one. In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. 
Yeah, as you should be. I, I had a gentleman on my show. We were talking about Texit, which is uh, you know the the approach of Texas uh, nationalism down there in, in Texas, and and you're seeing right now across the board there has been more of a conversation, especially with what happened during COVID, because things got weird. Like I saw it firsthand in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, how when you see what your governor on TV saying, yeah, we're going to separate people into essential versus non-essential. And then you watch as all of a sudden, all the restaurants you used to frequent, not only closing, but shutting their doors for good. And it got pretty spooky when you saw the people you thought you knew going like just silently along with everything, not even questioning it, but more so actually going ahead in in many cases, full-throatedly enforcing the, the edicts of the state on others around them, either by social shaming or or actually going out and, and shaming them in person, like making them feel terrible. You see this across the board. This happened, and, and I know it's still happening in a lot of areas. So yeah, it's it's nice to know that there are states who are fighting back and standing out. And and frankly, this is is what you guys have been doing up in New, in New Hampshire that's been having so much success. And also it's been drawing so much ire. You guys have been leading, uh, it seems, the headlines in attack in terms of the success you're having because you are taking down a lot of what would be considered the more established way of doing things. You're you're disrupting this the status quo. When we talk about this in sales, Carla, that's one of the, the main things we're doing. We're not selling a solution. We're not selling a product, a service. At the end of the day, what we're trying to do is we're selling change. So talk to us about selling change. What has been the, the means of success that you have found when selling change to fellow New, New Hampshireites, New Hampshireans? Uh, granite staters is what I call them. Whatever New works. Hampshire men is a good one too. Uh, but you know, it doesn't include the ladies. Uh, how do we sell liberty? You know, th- there are a lot of approaches. I think the first thing, right? So, so words matter, definitions matter. So I do find like, if you're going to get it into an in-depth conversation with someone, make sure we're all talking about the same thing. So one of the things I like to do recently, just because of uh, the way that they're coloring conversations about free staters is, you know, people like to throw around the words radical and extremist. So, you know, what, what's the, what's the opposite of radical? So the opposite of radical is basically conventional, stayed, stuck in your ways, uh, you know, uninteresting, boring, doesn't work, you know, the list goes on. So, so when you actually put the two terms side by side, if you're not radical, in political terms, you're part of the problem. You're the status quo. You're the person who put us in this mess. So I like to take that sort of approach, especially with the word radical. Now with extremists, you know, I get really, 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 really irked because here's one of the things I'm seeing is people aren't fighting our ideas, right? No one wants to talk about why does public education cost double what private education in New Hampshire costs. There is no perceivable reason why that should be the case, right? Except if there's a profit taking somewhere, if some hands are being greased, if people are being paid the wrong amount or whatever. If the private sector can do it for $10,000 per student, then the public sector should not be costing us $19,000, right? So instead of fighting us on ideas, they're making it very personal and they're throwing in this sort of extremist language. And then of course, it's like white supremacist language. So one of the other issues that just came up recently is it was on the front page of the newspaper last week, and it's about woke churches. 
So literally, we don't have members in the Free State Project. We have participants because people come and they participate in this project. We're decentralized. Everyone's doing what they think is the best idea. And I can quibble till the cows come home about some people's other ideas about what the right way to do this is. But that is what freedom looks like, right? Dr. Paul always used to say to us, freedom is messy. It's true. Life is messy. So, so this guy... A Christian in New Hampshire generated a list of churches. It is He's building out a wiki. It's called libertywin.org. People can go look for themselves. It's a Wikipedia with a lot of lists of different things. One of these lists, there are a lot of them with different categories, is about religion. In the religion category, there is a list of churches for Christian churches. They're doing a Jewish church. They're going to do mosques, and then they're going to do... Buddhists and, you know, other other religions. Right. So it, they just started with the Christian ones. So on this list, religion, churches, uh, there's numerous categories, different churches. And then one of the columns is and this was his categorization was woke or based. And he put in what he meant by that. And that was it. So the Free State Project tweeted out that list as, hey, here's a resource for people if you're moving to the state and you're looking for churches. You could want a woke church. I don't know. Like, why not? Right. So our participants are all over the place, you know. So, so anyway, it was literally provided as informational, like, hey, here's a list of churches that went from that tweet and, and, you know, and there are hundreds of tweets where there's genuine things we could talk about. This was not one of them. But somehow this got picked up. And by picked up, I mean, I got a Google alert from, I think it was Business Week India. I mean, it was from some news source in <laughs> India. And they were saying, like, they were making this massive to-do about these extremists and in this time of violence and threats against and I was like, how did you get from this dude's wiki page list to this narrative? Like it is 100% made up, manufactured and nonsense, right? And so the thing that really got me there, and, and, and <laughs> I'm not even sure if I'm answering your question, maybe you have some advice for me. But what deeply offended me in that tweet was, a, was this quote about the dog whistles, like the dog whistles to racists, right? And and I've been really grappling with that from the past week because I'm like, so these people are claiming to know something in other people's minds that only racists can hear. I don't hear it. No one I know hears it. They hear it. So I'm like, are you guys the racists? Like, what is going on here? How can you ascribe intentions by claiming you can read another person's mind you're not basing it on words you're not basing it on actions you're not basing it on anything factual or real you're literally saying i imagine these people think this and i'm like that's crazy well and this carla goes by back to why on the show here we talk about the idea of not responding to narratives, but I think resetting narratives. I actually, this yes. is one of the things I brought up on Tim Pool when I was over on his show. Like we see you far too often and, and conservatives do this. Libertarians are, are notorious for this is that we, we like to respond to whatever the, the crazy claim is. So like, 
you hate poor people. We don't hate poor people. We actually like poor people because, and then we go through trying to explain. When you're explaining, you're losing. So I always think it's important for us to instead reframe things in a way that mm. we reject the narratives entirely and instead substitute it with our own. That's the old Adam Savage approach over on Mythbusters, yeah. for those of you playing on the home game. That, that's a throwback, by the way, a great show <laughs> back in the day. Um, but no, that that is the, the approach we have to take and it's especially important because we have to be reaching and meeting people where they're at on the issues they care about, not about this nonsense stuff that, that the corporate press tries to make people care about. Now, there are people, unfortunately, who are not in our target market who are going to buy that BS, and that's that's just the unfortunate reality. However, there are an entirely, uh, entirely different group of people out there who we haven't really spent a lot of time focusing on, and I say we as the collective greater liberty movement because I think by the nature of us being interested in the liberty movement, we are more politico, meaning the people we're speaking to tend to be more politicos, whereas the people who actually will help us get our ideas more than just being ideas and get them into action are actually the people out there who are, dare I say, your average person who aren't necessarily engaging in these conversations, but rather are sitting back and having conversations at the dinner table saying, yeah, this is stuff that's impacting me. And guess what? The, the things they're talking about are the things that we have solutions for. So instead of wasting our time arguing with people online who are never going to agree with us and frankly are wanting us to spend our time wasting our time with them, we should be going out speaking to people face to face at the very least meeting them where they're at on the issues they care about that's my thoughts Carla and then, you know what that's my final thoughts for the episode and unfortunately we're already getting over the, the 20 minute mark which means I gotta turn it over to you for you to give us your final thoughts of the episode Carla yeah so I mean I think you're 100% right um we should go on the offensive I think we are doing that in New Hampshire and certainly for in my experience you know having run for office now, and we've seen a lot of free staters getting elected over the years. Um, that really is the point, right? Like you're going door to door and in order to get elected, people have to actually, you know, agree with your ideas or at least support what you're purporting to stand for. So, you know, uh, we, we uh, I run and I'm like, hey, I'm for small limited government, hopefully small enough to, you know, drown in a bathtub as <laughs> Grover Norquist always like to say. Yeah, so I, I mean, I guess, Life in New Hampshire is good. Uh, you know, we, we're growing. We are looking for more people to move here. Um, you know, people can find out more at fsp.org. Of course, always, we have a ton of events. We actually have a ton of fall events coming up. So if people are curious about what's going on here, fall is the best time to come to New Hampshire. The trees turn into candy. It is hard to resist. I mean, it is just splendid and beautiful and I love it, love it, love it, love it. And um, people can go to fsp.org forward slash calendar. That'll give you all the information about events that are coming up. It'll also blow your mind because you will just be like, whoa, there's that much happening all the time. Yes, there is. Um, we have our, our winter event, uh, Liberty Forum will be coming up. And then, of course, next year, third week in June, Pork Fest, that is P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, like porcupine. That will be our 20th. 20 wow. uh, pork fest, which blows my mind and explains the gray hair now. 
Uh, but, but you know, it's super exciting and I just want more people to come. What are we trying to do here in New Hampshire? We're trying to build an actual libertarian homeland so that we can show people these ideas work. You know, I sort of liken it to America 2.0. You know, the federal government screwed things up big time. And so we got to show people again. And I think what New Hampshire is going to end up being the the vanguard of is the return to federalism and we're seeing it already i mean that is one thing that i think trump did well under covid is he was just like ah hands off it's to, to the states and then we did see different responses and now we are actually able to compare the data over time for people who want to learn a little bit more about me Carla Garrick, you can find everything, my Twitter, my Facebook, my Insta, my Insta's on fire. It's got the sickest memes. Everyone should be following it. <laughs> um, and then uh, I have a book out, The Ecstatic Pessimist, Stories of Hope. That's available on Amazon. It's a really good read. Uh, Nick, Nick Gillespie of, uh, of Reason Magazine concurs. Uh, so that is, you know, it has some essays about my activism over the years here, and then also has some like artsy fartsy stories from when I did my master's in fine arts in New York before I moved out here. Um, FSP.org, that'll get you started. Also for people who are listening, who might want to like talk to a real person, um, ask questions, find out what this is really about. Uh, what would life be like here? We are doing these calling parties. And so if you go to the website, you can fill out a form and then we can directly call you and have that conversation. We have a lot of volunteers. Everything about the Free State Project is human action. We Everything runs on volunteers except for two staffing roles. So it is the passion of the people. And we're looking for doers. We are looking for people who want to come and build. Come help us build this libertarian place that we can show people. Because I want peace and prosperity and I want it for all people. And we are trending, trending, trending in the wrong direction. And so if we can reverse it or remind people through example, through human action, that these ideas work. We can fix the economy. We can have sound money. We can spread prosperity. We can end this poverty. We can fix these problems. We can get people healthy again. That's a big shtick for me as well. Check out my cooking show, Freedom. <laughs> nom, nom. That's on YouTube, Carla Garrett TV. I've got a lot of content there actually. And really, honestly, if people can follow me, I'm so shadow banned. I can't get anything to get any traction, but it's worth it. I promise you. So I guess that's sort of my list of stuff. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on again. Absolutely. Well, Carla, thank you for joining us on today's episode. And folks, yeah, there's a lot there. So I'll make it easy for you guys. I'll make sure I include number one, all the links that Carla mentioned there in the show notes. And uh, all you got to do if you're on your podcast uh, app, all you got to do is click the artwork and it'll bring you right over to briannicholshow.com where you can find today's episode. The entire transcript of today's episode, you'll find the video version of the show. Uh, so by the way, if you head over to the YouTube version, please do me a favor. Make sure you hit the little uh, notification bell, subscribe button, and give us a like when you're there as well. Um, but also, uh, folks, you can go ahead 
And uh, if you if you really enjoy the episodes uh, that we're doing here over the Brian Nichols Show, by the way, 575 or so episodes, I mean, just saying, uh, and I would love to hear about it. Please email me, brian at briannicholsshow.com. And also, uh, if you are enjoying the, the content we hear at the Brian Nichols Show, well, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and make a donation. If you would be so kind, head over to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. Become a monthly supporter, $5 a month, or if you want, go ahead and uh, just make a one-time donation, $5, $20, $100, whatever it can be. Everything goes right back here into the Brian Nichols Show to help us keep the lights on and having amazing guests like Carla Garrick here on the program. So, folks, with that being said, if you enjoyed the episode, again, please go ahead and give it a share when you do. Give Carla a tag and give yours truly a tag as well. Oh, also, by the way, did you catch my awesome episode uh, yesterday? I went through four different speeches uh, from four different presidents where we can learn uh, from awesome sales pitches. I'll make sure I include that link right here below. But other than that, that's all I have for you today. So, with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for the one and only Carla Garrett from the Free State up in New Hampshire. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.